Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. John Wall gets some sweet, sweet revenge on his old team. The Jazz win ugly to stay the league's hottest squad. And basketball loses a beloved member of the NBA family, Sekou Smith. Hey, I'm Tass Mellis, and this is what you need to know in the NBA for Wednesday, January 27th. And we have to start with the loss of one of the staples in the NBA media world, Seku Smith, who passed on Tuesday. Seku was a writer, podcaster, and TV analyst for such a long time in the NBA media world. When I thought NBA.com, I thought Seku Smith uh, because he was he was the website. He truly was. And uh, it's not because I'm just in the media. He touched so many people. I was getting texts from friends uh, who just read about the NBA and, and were touched by his loss. And it's clear it's not just you know fans. Um, how many people uh, Seku Smith touched uh, was evident in the outpouring on Tuesday. Adam Silver issued a statement. Um, players like Clay Thompson and Chris Paul issuing their condolences. And I mention players because it's clear that he was respected by them because of his tact, the way he went about his business. He wasn't a hot take artist. Players wanted to talk to him. He knew so many players. He started the Hangtime podcast because he had so many connections due to the way he went about his writing. He just loved basketball and uh, he was a great writer. And he got to his position at NBA.com and Turner Sports the right way, starting as an intern back in Michigan, his hometown of Michigan, or his home state of Michigan, Grand Rapids, where he's from, always representing Michigan, and then working his way around the country to a few newspapers and then settling in here in Atlanta uh, at NBA.com, NBA TV, and Turner Sports. I was lucky enough to have a few one-on-one conversations with him, and as great as a writer as he was, I know people say this about people who pass all the time. Well, he was a better person. There's no freaking doubt. Uh, Seku Smith was an incredible person. And his family obviously uh, must be distraught. But uh, they are definitely better for knowing Seku because he was an incredible guy. The conversations I had with him uh, were just about, you know, the hardships of, uh, you know, covering the NBA, the benefits of covering the NBA, because he just kept it real. He was just, he was Seku. He was, he was totally real, but he was obviously, as you can tell by that smile, uh, if you never knew him, he was an exuberant man. He, uh, his smile was contagious and um, he'll be missed. And NBA writing will not be the same uh, without Seku Smith. And, and you can tell that NBA writers and the media world is, uh, they're 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 getting after it after after Seku passed away. Their stories are a little bit crisper, a little bit tighter, and and I think that's in honor of of Seku and how he went about his business. So uh, the podcasting world, 
the NBA world um, won't be the same. Condolences to uh, his wife, Heather, and his three kids, who I'm sure had an incredible pops uh, guide him, or guide them, I should say. Let's keep this moving, because Seku would want it that way. Let's talk a little ball. John Wall playing his first game against his old team. Ten years he spent in Washington until they traded him to Houston. It was just two months ago, so obviously he wanted to beat his old team real bad, especially because he was told right before he was traded that Washington was going to see what they had with him and Bradley Beal post-injury. He spent two years recovering from an Achilles injury. He thought he was going to get another shot to play for the only franchise he's ever played for, the city that he gave a lot to, a city that will always treat him as a member of their team because of what he did for that franchise. And he was hurt. And he's been vocal about how much he has been hurt by the trade. So it was impossible not to root for him in this game up against the guy that he was traded for with Russell West in Russell Westbrook. So his team came out there, wanted to win this game bad. This was a really, really good game. And we saw some really, really good John Wall, the slithery John Wall into the lane behind the back layup. That's the John Wall we all know and love. He had 24 points on 21 shots. He's getting his legs. He is starting to feel good. And it was fitting that the game turned on a John Wall play midway through the fourth. This game was close. It was a six-point game. John Wall looked to have scored, looked like he scored a bucket, but it was a charge call, went back the other direction. But on the way back up the floor, John Wall gave the old uh, video review signal, the old home run signal. Hey, challenge that rookie head coach, Steven Silas. Now, Steven Silas maybe would have thought twice in other circumstances. You know, maybe we just save this for the end of the game in, in another situation. But this was John Wall's night. You had to go to the video review, and good thing he did. Challenged it, overturned it, went from six points to nine points after the end one. And that was it. That was the game. The momentum swung right there. Although there was some more fireworks afterwards. John Wall and Westbrook jawed a minute later. It was fantastic to watch Russell Westbrook. You know, he dropped John Wall and scored. John Wall, I, I think the uh, the fire was still burning in him toward his old team, so he had to take it out on the guy he was traded for, of course. And the fire burned until after the game on the podium when he talked about the Wizards not wanting him. DeMarcus Cousins chipped in 19 points for his old Kentucky bro. Four threes for DeMarcus Cousins, who filled in admirably for an injured Christian Wood. He's out with an ankle injury. And on the other side, Bradley Beal, Shaking his head at the end of the game, many people saying on Twitter, oh, he doesn't want to be there. Who knows about his future long-term in Washington, but let's be optimistic for the Wizards for a second because it hasn't been very optimistic around that franchise this year. They're only 3-10, and 10, sure, but because they've had so many games canceled this season, at least they have a chance to make them up a little bit later in the year. They've only played two games in 16 days, and maybe when they make those games up, Russell Westbrook will be playing better. He is recovering from a quad injury. He's just not playing to his capabilities right now. He was an all-star last year. you got to expect that Westbrook will bounce back. He's only shooting 37% from the floor, 30 from three, and 62% from the free throw line. And the Wizards are doing this without a bunch of their guys still who are out because of COVID-related protocol. Davis Bertans, Rui Achimura, Denny Avdia. So many guys sitting out for the Wizards. Hopefully they get it back on track. Like the Utah Jazz. The Jazz have won nine games in a row. But it didn't look good against the Knicks on Tuesday. Who came out scorching hot. Mainly Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers 
came off the bench in the first half and scored 25 points in 12 first half minutes. What? He took 10 shots, didn't miss, five threes and five twos. So the Knicks were up 13 at the break. It looked like Austin Rivers was going to break Jalen Brown's mark that he set a couple days ago for points scored in under 20 minutes of playing time. Jalen Brown had 33. Well, Austin Rivers was well on his way there. But then the Jazz decided, now Royce O'Neal, go shut him down. Royce O'Neal, a big reason why Austin Rivers didn't score in the second half and a big reason why they won. He scored a career-high 20 points for the Jazz on a night when they needed all the points they could get because Donovan Mitchell had only nine. But I would give the game ball to Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder, who took Mike Conley aside at half and said, yeah, I know you didn't hit a shot in the first half, but keep being aggressive. We need you. We're down 13 points. Well, Conley came out 12 points in the first five minutes after half, and the Jazz, they took momentum from there. They win nine in a row. The Jazz are 13-4. and four. The Knicks are 8-11. and 11. Quickly, the last game of the night, the Hawks took care of the Clippers, who didn't have Kawhi Leonard or Paul George due to corona-related protocol. They didn't have Patrick Beverly, who was injured in this game. So there was no one to slow down Trey Young. Although, would it have mattered? Trey Young has been feeling phenomenal recently. And you can tell by the location of his shots. He's shooting from deep. He had 38 points against the Clippers. Coming off a game where he had 43. Coming off a game where he had 38 before that. Averaging nearly 40 over his last three games. Two of those are wins. And yes, there are good shooting percentage nights as well. I'm sure you were wondering. Another guy feeling good on the other side. It was Reggie Jackson filling in very admirably for Patrick Beverly. His best game of the season, 20 points, 7 rebounds, and 8 assists. And maybe, this is speculation by B, but maybe it was because there are reports, according to Shams Sharanya of The Athletic in his Inside Pass article, you have to read it, that the Clippers are interested in acquiring Derrick Rose from the Pistons, which would be interesting. They've got a billion ball handlers that would be interesting for him to join that mix. And the Knicks are interested in Derrick Rose as well. Which makes sense. Tom Thibodeau and Derrick Rose go way back to their Bulls days. Sharanya, one more rumor. The Pelicans are open to trading Lonzo Ball and J.J. Redick. They're taking calls and they are uh, listening. Last piece of news before we go. Pacers' Karis LeVert underwent surgery to treat renal cell carcinoma of his left kidney. Something which was discovered during his physical after being traded two weeks ago. LeVert expected to make a full recovery. Good news to end this edition of What You Need to Know. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back tomorrow to give you the news as fast as I possibly can. I'll see you then.